sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take a time from the bird. Now you all know the words. Hello again out there in uh, Birdland. It's Anson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Your weekend edition of uh, For the Birds. Um, we actually had some really uh, quite warm weather this uh, past week. It was uh, um, something that we don't normally see, I don't think, in April. But um, there it is. Plenty of snow went, went away in the woods, that's for sure. T-shirt weather. That wa- that was nice. I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, you bet. So it is um, still April. I'm seeing... Uh, I'm hearing the Phoebe. I'm hearing a lot of that. Um, also, juncos are moving through the areas. Uh, lots of uh, vernal pools. Um, heard the peepers occasionally. Not really a huge chorus yet, but I'm sure that's going to come soon. And uh, lots of waterfowl, right? Yeah. You know, I think once we get a, a good rainy night, the next good rainy night above 40 degrees, the peepers and wood frogs will, will be going nuts and the salamanders will be crossing the road. Um, and if, if folks have kept a, um, abreast of the efforts of North Branch Nature Center and some other places in southern Vermont, like Bonnyvale, to protect salamanders that are crossing roads during migration, but uh, check out northbranchnaturecenter.org to learn about amphibian crossing and how to volunteer. It's a cool thing to do. Yeah, lots of cool stuff happening as uh, as we head into um, head into you know spring. I mean, it's it's here. It's greening up. Green up day is coming. I believe May sixth, the first Saturday in uh, first Saturday in May. So people will be greening up, and uh, the Green Mountains are greening up. But you've been out on the water a little bit, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, checking out Lake Champlain, of course. Um, and just recently had the pleasure of visiting a heron rookery near the lake up in North Hero, um, not right on, not right on the lake, but on, in this wooded swampy area um, in North Hero. And I don't think I've seen a, um, as large a heron rookery in Vermont. I know they're out there. Missisquoi has some really great rookeries, but there was easily 50 plus heron nests Um it looked to all be great blue heron. I counted 80 birds. They were hard to count. There were so many. Uh, but they were all sitting in t- on top of their nests. Some birds seemed to be incubating. Uh, there were a couple of great egrets mixed in there, too. I don't know if they were thinking about nesting or not. But, man, what a sight. They're such really cool birds. And to, to be at a rookery uh, is pretty special. You said 5-0, right? 50, right? Yeah, 5-0, at least. That there could have easily been more um, from this uh, road I was standing on. Um, looking at the rookery, I, you know, and, and trying to count the nests, I kept seeing more and more nests further and further back because the swampy area um, was quite extensive and, and had lots of dead trees. So those dead trees make perfect uh, nesting trees for, for great blue herons, which I think prefer to nest off the ground. They will nest on the ground in some areas, uh, but they, they love nesting the tops of dead trees. Yeah, that's that's the thing about the, um, uh, the great blue heron. It's a spectacular bird, nice 
nice wingspan, lots of different blues and grays. Um, but they nest, um, you know, you, if, you, if you just see them for the first time, you'd think that maybe they'd be on the ground, but they actually nest in the trees, right? Yeah, they look so ungainly in the trees, um, especially when they're flying and landing and squawking. Uh, but yeah, they, um, they build these big stick nests. They can be, you know, two feet to up to four feet wide. They're huge nests, which um, get reused every year or added to every year. Sometimes they might start a new nest, but uh, these big stick nests, um, usually lined with, with um, you know, moss and some leaves, maybe smaller sticks. So they do line it, make it a little bit more cozy. Um, and yeah, they'll, they're nesting now as we speak, and I'm guessing they're already incubating eggs. It's the rookery we were checking out. Um, I think the birds have been back two, two weeks, maybe three weeks. So my guess is they were already sitting on eggs. They might have four to six, as many as eight eggs. Um, I think six might be the max. Anyway, um, you know, half a dozen eggs. Um, and uh, when those chicks hatch, <laughs> mm-hmm. when those chicks hatch, they look uh, awfully, awfully goofy uh, in the nest for about a month. Yeah, and then and then, and then just imagine all the uh, work goes into making sure they're able to fly and and then head south by uh, you know October November in Vermont. So it's uh, so they do have to start early, I guess is the word. Yeah, you know, and they they can start early because unlike um, you know nesting warblers, um, they're you know they're fish eaters and they eat frogs and. Or even catch a mice, a mouse, um, insects. So they eat, you know, mostly fish, but are, are pretty flexible in their diet. So, you know, as soon as there's um, ice-free water, they can start hunting. Um, and, you know, so they don't have to wait for a, a for leaf out to bring a flush of insects uh, for young nestlings to eat. They can, they can get to work right away. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about the... Uh um, the great blue heron and um, uh, Chip's encounter with the rookery and seeing uh, lots of birds um, nesting in the trees. And you'll see, yeah, and now occasionally do you find a, a single nest, maybe at a, at a, um, maybe a beaver pond or one pond, or do they all sort of congregate in one place and then disperse out? Yeah, good question. I, you know, I've definitely seen really small rookeries that might just have three or four nests. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if they nest singly ever. Maybe, you know, I, mm-hmm. I would, I would assume they do. Um, my guess is that there's a safety in numbers, um, all being in one big rookery. They can be on the lookout for predators. Um, things like great horned owls will raid a rookery. It seems like a big rookery would make a bigger target, though. But I guess if you're part of a, a larger rookery, um, you're, each individual is a, a less of a target collectively. Yeah. Um, so there's probably some safety in numbers. Um, you know, this I don't know how many acres this swamp was um, up in North Hero. You know, it had to be good 10 acres or more and you know, at least 50 nests. Uh, but there's definitely smaller rookeries out there. Uh, have you ever encountered just a single nest? 
all by itself? No, I I haven't. Um, You know, I've been through the ones in Missiscoy and seen those um, that are in the the refuge. I've I think I canoed there one year through that and saw that. It's pretty impressive. It's, but no, I don't think, you know, um, you know, occasionally just see, you know, one or two gray blue herons at a pond or, you know, fishing, but yeah. they may be, they may be getting fish and then heading back to the rookery somewhere else, you know? Exactly. Yeah. They probably disperse quite a bit to go look for areas to feed. Um, I don't know how far from the rookery they might go, but not hard for them to go several miles or more from the rookery. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's the other herons, which I think usually nest singly, like American bitter. I think green herons are often solitary nesters. Um, great egrets nest in rookeries as well. Um, so, yeah, different different species of herons definitely have different different strategies for nesting. Yeah. I haven't heard the uh, I haven't heard the bittern yet. But uh, heard the snipe, I've heard the woodcock, but uh, haven't heard that bittern yet. But I'm sure it's not too far along here. Yeah, there's definitely been reports of American bittern um, around the state. Um, they're, they're coming back. Um, I saw one this time last year, but haven't been to good habitat yet to, to listen for the bittern. All right. Well, we got to fly it here like the great blue heron, um, and uh, we'll do it again um, next weekend as we. Uh, March our way through April. Until then, I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Or the birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take a dime from the bird, now you all know the word. Tweet, 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 